0: Pimp, nigga, gone, brush your shoulders off Ladies is pimp, too, gone, brush your shoulders off Niggas is crazy, baby, don't forget that boy I told you Get that dirt up your shoulders I probably owe it to y'all Probably be locked by the boss, trying to hustle some things That go with the plush Feelin' no remorse feeling like my hand was forced Middle finger to the law, nigga, grip the apart Except ladies, they love me from the bleaches they screamin', all of all is bouncing they like the way I be leanin', all the rappers be hatin', hope the trap that I'm makin', but all the hustles they love it just to see one of us make it, came from the bottom of bottom, to the top of the pop, nigga London, Japan, and I'm straight up the block, like a runnin' back, get it man, I'm straight up the block, I can run it back, nigga, cause I'm straight with the rock. it Sweet a bittersweet symphony. You Feelin' like a pimp, nip, the gold, gone, but your shoulders off Ladies, it's pimp, too, gone, but your shoulders off Shall I your slip meet? you slip to money, then you, you die. gotta kick, get, 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 get your shoulder You gotta get, get your homie hove in position in the kitchen with soda. I just whipped up a watch, tryna get me a rover. Tryna stretch out the cover like a wrestler, yes sir. Keep the heck of the close, you know the smokers attention. But like 52 cards went out, I'm rude dealing now. 52 bars come out, now you feel them now. 52 cards roll out, remove selling in case 52 bras come out. Now you chillin' with a boss, bitch of cards FC on the sleeve. The 4040 Club, ESPN on the screen. I play the grip for the jeans, plus the slippers is clean. No chrome on the wheels, I'm a grown-up for real.
2: Ladies as pimps too, go brush your shoulders off. This is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. This is your Thursday episode. How are we doing? We are so close to that sweet, sweet weekend. I am still at my folks. Uh, I'm living in the room. If you guys listen, you, you know that I'm in the, the guest room, which is like a, a gigantic furnace. I've always, they've always put me in the hot room. I don't know if you guys grew up in the hot room, like where, where, whichever room they've always put me in throughout their life is the hot room. And so it's just like walking, like you, you're in the room and then you walk out into the hallway and it's like, oh my God, this is amazing. But you, you just, then you go back into the hot room and it's just so hot. Who, I mean, nobody is supposed to really live in Arizona in this summer. This is just, this doesn't feel right This feels like it should be illegal. Uh, How are you guys in a temperate climate? How is everybody doing out there? Um, You guys, oh my God, I got to tell you, we have a great guest today, and it's a really great conversation, but I watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills tonight. I'm so fired up for that recap on Friday I'm going to do. I don't know if you've been listening to the solo recaps I do on Beverly Hills, um, but I, I mean... I it's going to take me a day to try to figure out what the fuck Erica Jane was saying with that Tom story. You guys, she told this whole Tom story of, like, Tom took his car, and then he jumped off a cliff. Like, it was so bizarre, and I felt like it was, like, she just kept putting things into the story, and, like, everybody believed it, and then they brought out, like, a pancake cake, which I can't stop thinking about. Like, Sutton was like... I want that pancake. Uh, he was, can we have some pancake cake, I say, I say? And Reno was like, Drake! Drake follows Reno. What the fuck? I'm so sorry for the cursing this early in the show, but what the hell is going on? Drake follows R- Drake. Drake's dead to me now. Rihanna has way better taste in Bravo Lebs. We all know that. But Drake. we find out that Drake follows uh, Rinna, and Rina's like, I don't know who he is. <laughs> Champagne Pappy? Is that his name? Champagne Pappy? Oh, oh, somebody asked me on Instagram what my problem with Rinna is. You seem like you have a real problem with it. And I was like, yeah, she ran over my grandma. I mean, she didn't, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just those people you have problems with. And these shows, that's that's part of the enjoyment of these shows is desperately disliking one of the ladies on the show. Right before I came on, as always, I was trying to pick out the right mix for the mood. And I always get, like, flipping bogged down in, like, an hour of that. Like, it just, no matter what, and I got to realize, I got to start thinking of it as as a hobby instead of work. Because I genuinely just love listening to music and I went through 10 or 20, 10 or 20, like a lot of options. And, and it, you just, it, it's like, I wish you guys were all in a room with me and we could just play all of them back to back. And I could see what you dig, what you move to, what you like. Oh, that makes me think. I, I really do wish that sometimes. Like it, I love playing DJ. It's like, man, I, when I use, I work at that nightclub. That was the coolest part was that I got to interact with uh, the DJs. And, I got to tell you, there is something about a Saturday night in a packed nightclub when the DJ would play like certain songs and you would see just everybody just bounce or be happy. I remember the first time Kanye West's gold digger was like really big that was like huge in the clubs and people would just freak out. People would just freak out when that came on, which by the way, Kanye West supposedly has a new album coming out tonight. Thursday night, we heard a little bit minute clip on a Nike commercial or like a Beats, a Beats by Dre and a Nike commercial the other night uh, during the playoffs. So we supposedly get the full album. And I, I'm curious. I, I will always be down to give Kanye's music um, a try. I'm very curious. But you guys, I, I, I noticed this last night. He reactivated his Instagram account. He posted two photos. He only has two photos on his grid. And he only follows one person guess who that is it's me so no it's uh it's it's kim it's kim kardashian and i was like whoa like millions and millions of followers follows one person kim kardashian i mean that has to be by design like he everybody else i mean you know what i'm saying like it doesn't he's so thought out that why would he keep the, but then he's supposedly dating Irina shake we we saw that we heard that romance is still potentially going um but like that's that's a move right like i'm like ooh, is he making a play for her again you never know folks right you never know people and it's not like chloe and tristan you know where i'm just like oh you clown why would you ever why would you keep taking him back I don't know. Like I tend to soften with time. Like the things that I might be mad about Kanye, and like I don't know. Like maybe they do. Like you know what I'm saying? Maybe they do belong to. I mean, would do you ever think? You know what? No, because Kim Kim seemed really set towards the end of the Kardashian show, and what we heard her say on the reunion. Uh, okay, well I just we talked that out. I guess it's not happening. Um, before we get into our guest today who you are going to love you guys, because I think he just does the coolest thing with his podcast. Uh, his name is Kendrick Tucker and he, uh, he's awesome. He does this podcast, you guys, that mixes kind of like, like Marvel and comic books, but with like Bravo and reality shows. And it's really, and he's just, he's like, a really the best guy has a great voice, a really, um, you get a good feeling talking to him, you know, his podcast is called me and you, the housewives and Marvel 2. And I want you to check this out. I, I'm just telling you, I really, there's those people that you talk to and you're like, ah, oh, that's like a nice guy. Like just the, the tone and the cadence. Like when you start doing this a lot, you really appreciate good or unique voices, there are certain voices that you're just like, man, that that sounds nice on my ears, you know? Like the other one, the other day, last week, when I had comments by uh, Bravo and comments by Celebs on the... Um, I'm, I'm spacing on her name right now, but she has like an ASMR voice. And I was like, I might start just listening to your podcast when I go to sleep because it is so... You love to hear that voice. I don't know. You you guys have to be like that, too, with podcasts, right? There's got to be, like, favorite voices. You know, the other favorite voice I have, and this is not a podcaster, but um, I I listen to... I love his books, but I listen to them now all on audiobooks, is David Sedaris. David Sedaris has this, like, kind of... I don't know if it's a Southern lilt or... You know, and maybe Sedaris is his sister, but he has this way of speaking... And I could just listen to his voice forever, and he's also ridiculously funny. But it's one of those things, you know, that you're just like, you do fall in love with voices. I mean, I guess it's kind of like music in a way. You just like what you hear. Uh, the auditory in your ear holes. Um, Let's see. I also listened to John Mayer's new album today when I was working out. Yeah, I work out. Whatever. I'm not going to. It's not even. I have a one pack. Totally. So John Mayer's new album, it's it's called Sob Rock. Very funny, John. And I want you guys, I've mentioned John Mayer every day this week. I want to hate him so bad. I want it. But I like the album. It was like soft rock. And you guys know I like soft rock. We all like a soft rock moment. And John knows that. But I just I just like he's just too dang smart. He's too dang smart. I don't buy him. I don't trust him, but he's good. He's good at what he does. I hate to say that. I don't like to say that, but I I guess I guess he is. Um I was reading. I wanted to read you guys some Yelp reviews earlier, and then it just got too depressing. I was looking at sir Yelp reviews for a sexy, unique restaurant. And I'm going to do that at another time because it just got so sad because it was just literally like... I got shit on my pants. And then it was like taking a picture of the pants. of like, they didn't pay for my drink. Peter was supposed to call me, you know? And then one was like, the couch swallowed me up. I bit into a a goat cheese ball, and it was frozen solid in the middle. And I was like, this isn't... Oh my God, this is starting to make me sad, actually. So I decided instead to read you reviews of Randall Emmett's new film, Midnight in the Switchgrass. Now, Randall Emmett, of course, is Lala Emmett's... uh, Lala Kent's uh, fiance. I don't think they're married yet. And oh, by the way, Sheena Shea got uh, engaged today to Brock Davies. So he put a ring on it, and uh, that is confirmed from Us Weekly. And and hats off to Sheena. I know this is having a kid and and being engaged is her dream. We've watched her go through so many phases of her life, you know, with guys, and it's weird. It's like you know. It's it's kind of one of those things where what you want somebody to be happy. Right. But we're so used to Sheena's antics with the guys she dates and the types of guys that she dates. I'm really curious to see what Brock is like, because he's like a cast member on the show. And I think he's heavily used this upcoming season. I'm really curious to see what the audience thinks of him. Because you know what I'm saying? The audience will tell you pretty quickly if they think somebody's good or bad for you. I mean, you guys know we do that for everybody. uh, Good or bad. And uh, what if we all dislike Brock and Sheena's like, what did I do? Oh, shit, what did I do? Um, We'll see, though. I'm really curious. Congratulations, Sheena. I mean, she does seem like she has the family unit. But there is that thing. Do you guys ever get like that where you're like, well, not as exciting anymore. I kind of wanted her to date a bunch of messy people like remember she bought max that Apple watch last season and before that she had the guy she bought the penguin for and then before that she had the guy that she uh couldn't didn't hang up the uh, the the TV for sorry my mom just came into the room and she's just grabbing things yeah you could you don't have to be quiet anymore you 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 came into the room you don't want to say something oh you're just being quiet now okay I'll take a picture of you and just put it out there. You're looking for the copy Mom. oh it's in the uh it's in the kids' room, sorry, she just walked around and then she started doing like she was grabbing cups and stuff, so um that was a Becky Bailey appearance <laughs> but uh so she's had all of these guys, but do you ever get that where I was like, and I know this is so bad, this is so awful for me to say, and i and i i i'm I was wrong was that When I heard Carl from Summer House that I heard he was, like, sober, I was like, ugh, well, this might not be as fun. And I know, I know, you guys, how horrible that is. I know it. I am, I know it. But I was wrong. He turned out to still be really, like, it was like the little things, like him making his bed every day and telling us to stay hydrated. I fell in love with that Carl, too. So it just goes to show you, even if you have those things going into a season where you're kind of like, ugh. I got my eye on Sheena and Brock. You you know, it can always prove you wrong. And I I love to be proved wrong. I'm very used to being wrong. And um, that's, that's okay. Um, so congratulations, Sheena. But Randall Emmett, uh, unfortunately, is not having quite as good of a week as Sheena Shea. Um, he directed his first movie, Midnight in the Switchgrass. And on the poster, it has Bruce Willis and Megan Fox. So of course you think, Bruce Willis, star of the movie, right? No. So I did a podcast, I think a couple months ago, maybe I time blends, but I did a podcast about Randall Emmett. And we broke down this article, King of the Geezer teasers that was on Vulture. And it was all about Randall and his, what he does with movies. And basically he'll pay like Al Pacino, Bruce Willis, De Niro, he'll pay all of these kind of big name actors. He'll pay him millions of dollars to be in like Five to ten minutes of a movie. And that way he can sell it to foreign markets just based on their name. Or he can put Bruce Willis on a poster and people will be like, oh shit, Bruce Willis, that must be good. You know, like you'll go see a movie with him potentially, or or video on demand, or however you watch your film. So on the poster, Megan Fox, Bruce Willis, Machine Gun Kelly is in the film as well. I guess his real name is like Colton or something, which is like, okay, well maybe machine gun Kelly isn't that bad of a name. No offense to all the Colton's out there. Um, Oh, by the way, you guys, Darcy, Darcy Silva from 90 day fiance followed me today on Instagram. And, uh, it was pretty, I was pretty excited about it. I gotta tell you, I love, I love some 90 day moments, which by the way, Darcy and Starcy, no Darcy and Stacey season two premiered this week on uh, TLC. They're just, they're wild. Those two ladies. Um, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox supposedly fell in love on this movie. But like I mentioned this week, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox did not go to the premiere. Megan Fox said it was for COVID, but there was on Dumas saying that they were maskless at Universal Studios seeing a movie the other night. <laughs> but more like Machine Gun Kelly also did like an, a, an IG live that said he, uh, he you know, he really takes acting seriously. Uh, he doesn't, um, you know, he always wants to do good and be in good films. And then he kind of like, I think it referred to Randall's movie as the exception and that he's potentially not proud of the movie, which is kind of, you know, you would think, I mean, I will say I've been in movies and stuff. I've been in some lifetime movies where you get on set and you don't have like, it's not it's like you call it run and gun where they're just trying to get things done as quickly as possible. So you really have to take care of yourself. And if it's a director, that's not really giving a shit about a performance like lifetime movies usually are, you know, you end up looking like an idiot. Like I I have a couple scenes that I, I have never seen because I know in the moment how bad it felt. (laughs) I just know, you know, like, and you're just like, oh my God. So people just assume that I'm a shitty actor. And then you're just like, well, that's just not fair. I had like two minutes to do that. I had one take, you know, so many things go into that, but it seems like they are ashamed of the movie. So they're not doing any promotion for the movie. And that's why Lala, the other night on her Instagram story, she stood in front of the poster and blocked out Megan Fox entirely. So you just see Bruce Willis and she put a caption over Megan Fox's name on the poster. And she's like, I'm excited to be here. So Lala, of course, shading Megan Fox. And I just you got to love the balls on Lala, right? Like Lala will try to start crap with anybody. It doesn't matter if they're way bigger than her. Uh, more talented, successful, la la. Just she just opens that yapper and she'll go. And if you're a friend of hers, that probably really helps, right? Like you probably really love a friend like that. But it's sometimes silly. She also went after uh, Demi Lovato and their um, their California sober approach, which I, I I think I put that on Twitter the other day, and a lot of people had comments about that. And I wasn't commenting on sobriety or California sober or my personal opinions on that, but I just thought it was silly that I was like, oh, of course, I've been waiting for Lala Kent's opinion of what Demi uh, Lovato has said about being California sober. Now, California sober, of course, guys, is when you when you smoke a little weed, you know, like you don't drink a lot of booze. You might have a little wine and some, uh, some weed, but you're not going full tilt, or at least that's how Demi... Uh, had said in an interview they said in an interview so i i just love the fact that like half the people would read that and be like who's lala kent wait who is that but eventually if you if you're loud enough you start actually making a name for yourself but you just got to be careful like you know how many enemies do you make along the way so i was thinking okay this movie i watched the trailer the other day and i gotta say the trailer it's it's not my cut you know it's not looks like my kind of movie, but the trailer, I, I, I gotta say it doesn't look horrible. Like I was like, okay, well this, but what I think you guys is that I think they just made a really good trailer because I went to Rotten Tomatoes. Now there's not tons of reviews out for this film yet, but I hate to break it to everybody. Midnight in the Switchgrass is, uh, on the Rotten Meter. It's, uh, well, it's only 13% fresh. Uh, so it's 87% rotten, but there's only been eight reviews. And it, would you mind if I read some of these reviews? Now, well, first off, I'll just give you the plot. Bruce Willis and Megan Fox lead a powerful cast, including Emile Hirsch, Lucas Haas, and Colson Baker. That's Machine Gun Kelly. In this gritty and intense crime thr- thriller, while in Florida on another case, FBI agents Helter... That's Bruce (laughs) Willis and Lombardo, Megan Fox, cross paths with state cop Crawford, Emile Hirsch, who's investigating a string of female murders that appear to be related. Lombardo and Crawford team up for an undercover sting, but it goes horribly wrong, plunging Lombardo into grave danger and pitting Crawford against a serial killer in a twisted game of cat and mouse. Okay, so Randall directed this okay that's very exciting now first time director let's see so far what these eight reviews are we have no audience score yet because it is not released to the public okay uh a lot of these reviewers i have no clue who they are josh bell crooked marquee that's the um the publication he writes for uh willis breezing through his handful of scenes has perfected the right way to act in a randall emmett movie with one eye always on the paycheck (laughs) oh my god i love it oh what a great review um okay so that wasn't positive overall um okay the next one tessa smith for a publication called mama's geeky maybe it's a website uh so uh rotten one out of five and she goes bruce willis is way underused but Megan Fox stands out with one of her best performances yet okay but also you gotta realize like Megan Fox what do we got Transformers and stuff I mean Jennifer's body was great but that's you know too bad the dialogue is flat and the movie boring and predictable okay that's not good Scott Campbell says Midnight in the Switchgrass is exactly what you'd expect from Bruce Willis but Megan Fox (laughs) deserves much better (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, Jared Mobarak says, Horsnell, which is the writer, and Emmett never provide anything that makes us question how we know everything will end, anyways. So why not try and prevent your heroes from becoming pawns? I think Jared seems like he was really trying to understand the movie, and I think that might have potentially been a mistake. Brian Orndorff says, There's a whole lot of nothing going on in this movie, which barely puts in the effort to create psychological profiles for its character, with Emmett getting more of a charge out of terrible dialogue and flat performances. Rated D. Mark Hansen. Randall Emmett, directorial debut, is virtually indistinguishable from the scores of cheap video-on-demand action thrillers that he's produced to date. Okay, and rated zero. Zero stars. Lovia Gavarke says the movie which bills itself as a crime thriller mystery doesn't come close to fulfilling even the lowest of expectations it neither takes its character seriously nor commits to its superficial attempt at topicality also that guy was trying to impress us with his words and this okay this is my this is my favorite one just because i looked into this guy afterwards because there's a picture of like this old man and his name is jackie k cooper and he goes uh Megan Fox steals the show while Bruce Willis is missing in action. And I was like, well, that's cuts to the chase. But then I was like, I got to see more of this Jackie Cooper. You know, I was like, I I want to know more about what this guy thinks about the movies because his picture looked so interesting, you know? So then I discovered this guy, Jackie K. Cooper, that's like this, like, looks like this cute little lovable old man that seems like he just reviews movies for like fun and uh, he takes it kind of seriously, but he just seems real jovial. And he even has a YouTube channel that I checked out a couple videos because I'm a loser. But these are great. Like, he just gives these kind of, like, two-sentence reviews. So it's like, The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. The jovial, likable Chris Pratt persona is a miscast in this alien invasion movie. That's a great review. Uh, here's one for a movie called Great White. An above-average Sharks versus Us thriller. <laughs> <laughs> it's above average. Sometimes they're just average sharks versus us thriller. Um, there's an ice. Ro- okay. This is called the ice road. Uh, Liam Neeson. Which by the way, I know Sophie uh, talked about this. Sophie Ross, my Monday host talked about this. She actually watched this piece of crap. She goes, uh, Jackie goes, just what you expect in a new Lisa Neeson movie. And that's a good thing. <laughs> Black widow, 2021. he says, Scarlett Johansson and company prove they were worth the wait. <laughs> um, let's see here. The boss baby family business. The voice talent is fantastic. And this sequel has more of an emotional punch than the original. I love that Jackie remembers the original uh, boss baby. Okay. This is fast and furious nine. The fast saga. Jackie says, the band is back together and that means a lot but the how can this happen factor is off the charts I'm with you there jackie um okay here's one the hitman's wife's bodyguard Jackie says everything that was fun in the original is down a notch here <laughs> i don't even i don't even know that the original I don't even know what that is um okay the conjuring the devil made me do it 2021 one too many trips to this well. It's time to end the madness. for are bringing a fresh, scary view. Hell yeah, Jackie! Hell yeah. Um, okay, Cruella, twenty twenty one. Where is the Disney spark and magic? This is a ripoff, not an attempt at a classic. Jackie was steamed on that one. Steamed. Um, Army of the Dead. Jackie goes. Times time flies when you're killing zombies at least it does in this 2 hour plus Zack Snyder epic battle movie. Jackie loved it it sounds like. He loves the zombies. So I'm trying to find a movie that I actually know. there's he reviews so many shitty movies. I don't even know half the name. Like, I don't even know what this it like I don't know the like Stowaway. What is that even what is Vanquish? These are movies? Oh. Oh okay, Minari. Minari was nominated for a lot of Oscars. Jackie goes an engrossing story of one family's dream, but it never touched me as emotionally as I wanted it to. Damn. Jackie pulls no punches, even for Oscar. That's crazy. Ooh, Palmer 2021. Justin Timberlake gives his best ever film performance, but it is Juno temple who steals the show. All right, Jackie, keep it in your pants. Okay. Um, Okay, I, you know, we got to get to the... I could read Jackie Cooper reviews all... I mean, I'm fixated on Jackie Cooper now. But you're going to be fixated with my next guest. Now, Kendrick, like I said, is just a great podcaster. I can't wait for you to hear him. I do have to warn you, the first... 20 minutes we geek out on comic books and marvel and dc marvel is like iron man and the avengers and dc is like batman and superman so we kind of geek out with that stuff and i i want to urge you to still listen to it because we're very passionate but if you need to skip ahead skip ahead 20 minutes and you should uh you sh- you should get to the stuff that you're going to want to hear because we go deep you guys on this week's Potomac, we go deep on this season of Real Housewives of New York, we go deep on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and we even recap a little bit of the mid-season trailer that dropped today. Now I'm going to play the mid-season trailer in my Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap on Friday. But uh, we do talk about every, uh, all the little moments that we liked from this. So this is just an all around conversation, I think, all around good. Conversation. I think you're just going to get a good feeling, good vibe from him. His name is Kendrick Tucker, and his podcast is called Me and You, The Housewives and Marvel 2. And we talk about this. He is actually rebranding next week. So go subscribe now if you can. And that way, when he resubscribe, I know they're doing different artwork and a different title. It'll switch right over for you. But I think you're really going to like this and like him. So here we go. Have a great Thursday, you guys. And I will see you back here Friday for a solo Beverly hills recap very much appreciate you guys goodbye goodbye what the hell's wrong with you okay bye you guys welcome to your thursday episode of so bad it's good with ryan bailey today in fact i've been so lucky this week i talked to now this will be the second person i talked to that i've had so many recommendations and i've actually said yeah come on i've said to this guy come on for the last year and You guys know that my uh, fatal flaw is that I'm disorganized. So he's been invited from the beginning, and we're finally, finally getting to communicate. Now, this is going to be exciting for me because – his podcast really covers the gamut, and I don't know a little bit about me. I think you guys might know, but if you don't, I'm a geek. And I don't mean just like a Housewives geek. Like, before you guys knew me, I was into—I still am. I'm a, a superheroes. I'm into sci-fi. I'm into Star Wars. I'm a I'm a DC guy just because of Batman, but Marvel, of course, is winning the game. Uh, Star Wars is my jam, all of that. But I, I want to point out there's a lot of similarities between those and the Housewives, and I think our next guest will actually uh, agree with me. And he has this really amazing podcast that kind of runs the gamut. He'll be talking about Loki. He'll be talking about Potomac or Beverly Hills. It really does run the gamut. And I think that's the coolest thing because what I notice from Instagram is all of us are into the same stuff. I noticed so many females, especially too, you guys are all thirsting for Loki, but uh, I, I really do think it is getting more popularity with women and that is so exciting because now i can be brave enough to tell you guys i really love superheroes as well as the housewives who are kind of like superheroes so without further ado from the podcast me and you the housewives and marvel
1: 2, finally the man kendrick tucker ryan well first of all <laughs> thank you for saying the name right because over this past year rarely probably Probably six percent of people have said the name correctly. so kudos to you. Well, I always say Housewives, <laughs> I always but when I tell people about you,
2: I say Housewives Marvel podcast.
1: That's what everyone does so that, that's fine that's that's totally fine <laughs> at this point, I'm rebranding anyway. so at this point, you know well it's all you're right. coming
2: up on a year anniversary as of next week, which yes. is just I told you I said I feel like we've been doing this for like a decade now, but it's I mean, right. I've probably been doing a year and a half, maybe a little bit longer and mm-hmm. you've been doing it a year. you started this
1: during the pandemic then, right? Yes, I, I finally like got up the courage. I was like, I've been wanting to like I talk so much shit in my real life. I was like, <laughs> at some point, I've got to like stop talking to my dog and I've got to talk to someone else about all this crap. Your dog was now. even like, please
2: stop talking to me. Exactly <laughs> Walks out of the room every time why do i mean this is a little bit left of center in the sense that you are talking about all the stuff that that we talk about here and that a lot of our fellow compatriots in podcasting talk about but mm-hmm. you do add that other level of i mean in fact you're even graphic you have wolverine on it yeah uh, <laughs> ha- i mean like you
1: you really go for it why choose to go this angle it, it, it's weird because so like i wanted when i first like thought of the name, I was like, okay, well, it's from an outcast song, if you don't know me and you, (laughs) your mama. So I was like, of course, like not thinking it was the longest title in history, but I like made the name and I was like, okay, what has impacted pop culture, like more than anything. And in my mind, reality TV and like superheroes. So like, I think when I think of reality TV, I think housewives, obviously. And then when I think of like, you know, the movies and superheroes and stuff, I think Marvel, because like you said, they're winning the war. And like obviously, I'm kind of a fan. So you know I- <laughs> by the way, you guys, he's holding a huge Iron Man. And by the way,
2: I should have I have a huge Hulk gloves. I have huge the huge hulk Knife. gloves. In fact, you, uh, this shows you like, I mean, I have pictures from 20 years ago. I have these same Hulk gloves that I just carry around. <laughs> They're in the actual trunk of my car. I swear See? to God. And I used to love just wearing them. I have headshots with the Hulk gloves. Cause I think it's just <laughs> yes. a real good conversation piece. And I have to stop myself every time I go to target or something to like, I'll still go to the
1: toy section. Every it's addicting. Time. Oh, it's so addicting. Like I'm the guy like that, that, uh, Iron Man gauntlet I just held up. Like my friend was telling me, he was like, yeah, I just uh got this bonus at work. you know, it was a hundred dollars. So I bought the girls this, I bought them that, you know, his daughters. I was like, well, I just got a little bonus too. And I bought an Iron Man gauntlet for a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. who's this. <laughs> well, well, mine got, so, I mean, I was going to even to
2: comic con every year where it was like, I was Ooh. going there and my ex worked uh, in the movie industry. So she had to go there and I would go there and I would just I mean, and that's like a geek's paradise, but it is overpowering in the amount of collectibles because as you get older, you get kind of fooled into, you got to buy the nice stuff. You got to buy like the, mm-hmm. fi- the, stat, the little figurines that are really handcrafted. And it is so funny since uh, my divorce and stuff, all of that crap is in boxes. And I'm like, why did I think I needed, why did I, but why did I think I needed a hundred of those like pop figurines? Like I was buying those,
1: and I'm
2: like, where the f (laughs) am I going to put it? Like, I mean, there's nowhere to put that, and I have all of this crap that make that makes me feel so good, but now it's almost switched over to housewives memorabilia. Mm -hmm. I got to stop that
1: at some point too. I have a pillow on my couch right now that says you're a slut from the nineties. So like, I'm, just, my that's, bro- a, that's a famous iron man saying we all know. Right, exactly. <laughs> my, like this, like, this is my man cave too, by the way. So like, there is so much, like, I have a, a Scarlet witch headpiece up here. I have the variation of the Scarlet witch headpiece over here. I got the low key crown. I got a scorpion, like from mortal Kombat mask over here. I've got housewives sh- like books and, pillows I mean, like it's so weird
2: <laughs> i mean but you speak uh scarlet witch that was actually uh i was so into wanda vision yes. uh this this past year on marvel on uh disney plus which is um uh scarlet witch and uh vision who they're mm-hmm. married i'm geeking out you guys but but ladies <laughs> if you don't like this stuff uh we're gonna talk housewives of course but you can bring your husbands in on this the people that watch mm-hmm. uh, free to have them join in on this conversation but i thought it was So good. And there was a concept of this is a, they did it like a housewife almost. She was a housewife in the suburbs. And I thought it was so interesting that back in my day, like, I I love the ability that they're making these really strong female characters like Bravo Mm -hmm. does. And I feel like this is just recently that they started doing this in the last, like, five years. We had Black Widow uh, with Scarlett Johansson, number one movie two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love that this is actually, like, girls can, like,
1: look up to these things, you know? Exactly. It's it's Marvel and DC both have kind of, like, had to have a, a reckoning because, like, they, like, the first Avengers movie was, like, five white men and a white woman. And, like, people are like, well, (laughs) damn, like, what what about me? Like, I want to be seen. And so, like, they've really, like, done a good job of actually, like, introducing characters that everybody kind of wants to see. And I'm so glad. I love that, like, the most powerful, like, people in Marvel comics, like, most of them are women. Like, Scarlet Witch, we haven't seen it on screen yet, but, like, hands down, one of the most ridiculously powerful characters in comics. And, you know, we're getting a lot of that. We got Captain Marvel now, who's always been... Super op, she's like uh she's like Marvel's version of Superman. So and that's Brie Larson who plays that character yes, in the movies. Yes, yes. Yeah, they've they've done a lot of different like in the comics variations. So like she's been a man, she was uh in WandaVision, Monica Rambo, she was Captain Marvel at one point, and so like, yeah. it, you know it's different stuff, so it, it's fun to CID's characters kind of grow over the years. Housewives don't necessarily tend to grow a lot, but when they do, we do love it. Well, I you mean, know. Ra- Ramona has
2: a superpower. She can shit at will. She can literally
1: <laughs> fling her poop anywhere she wants.
2: Ryan, I mean, that was makeup, first of all. It <laughs> was I'd, makeup. I'd like to see her put it on. I'd like to see her put it on. Um, I do think it, it... It. Um. I try to think, like... It is funny that I do think there is a line between those two things that you can connect. Like, I think the same fans that are fans of superheroes are potentially fans of Housewives. It's not that far off. It's just that they don't have... I mean, there are theatrics, histrionics. I mean, there's not really action scenes, but the, the character development is there. When did you start... Like, what is your history with loving uh, superheroes and comic books and things like that? And then when did that... Uh, when did you start loving uh,
1: reality shows? Ooh, I felt like both of them started at a pretty early age. So, where do you live out? Where, where what area? Are you I'm in, in Memphis. Okay, Memphis, Tennessee. So, I like it. <laughs> Early age, I've always loved, like, the uh, you know, I, I grew up with, the, like, the 90s X-Men cartoon and Spider-Man and, like, you know, the height of all the, like, DC and Marvel cartoons and stuff. So, like, that really, like, got me hooked. I didn't get into comic books, actually, until a little later in life in, like, college when I met my best friend. And so he was, like, super into comic books. And so I was like, okay, well, I'd watch all the movies and i watch all the, you know, that was around, like, when maybe Iron Man was getting ready to come out and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, let me give this stuff a shot. And I actually really liked it. Like it's good stories. Like I'm someone, like I the the connectivity of it. Cause like one comic,
0: Well, I mean, that's why you got to love
2: Marvel. I mean, they they just
1: completely dominated in terms of
2: everything. I mean, they really, I mean, it's a mixture of luck and they just really work their asses off Mm because DC doesn't know. And by the way, you guys, what we're talking about is Marvel is one company, comic book company, and DC is another. Mm -hmm. And Marvel really won the movie game because... DC has tried movies and they even tried with Justice League but it just Zack Snyder the director didn't really have a strong enough vision or it was kind of waylaid even though I love the Zack Snyder cut that was released on HBO Max oh yeah but the one that was released in theaters uh, was just a complete mess and you didn't mm-hmm. really love any of the characters the color saturation was off it was completely but Marvel does it so well it's colorful mm-hmm. they they have the team element in it and it, it makes you and they're getting smarter and smarter with it they did it so well that they're doing high concept pieces like uh, WandaVision was like she was trapped in these like sitcoms like I mean like who would have ever (laughs) effing thought that that would have been an idea they keep like trying different things
1: out and they're taking these big swings and connecting it feels like it's it's what, like, I don't want to, like, crap on any reality TV shows, but it's, it's what I wish reality TV would do sometimes, because reality TV remains stuck so often that they don't want to, like, grow or try something new. Marvel has a really good thing of they know that their fans are going to watch no matter what. Like, me, a fool like me, whatever they put out, I'm going to watch. Like, I'm going to go see it <laughs> in IMAX, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, spend the $20. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. So. Like, they're willing to, like, try new stuff like WandaVision, see if we like it. If we don't, then they won't do that again. But if we do, they're they're experimenting more. I wish, like, reality... I don't know. I wish... But the I, Kendrick, they... I think, they, I think, <laughs> no, I know you're saying, but I think
2: they are. I think this is the year they do because we have, mm. we're going to have uh winter house, Southern lucky charm. That's a combination. Oh, <laughs> we're going to have, we're going to have housewife all stars. We're, we're starting to bring the universe, the mm. Bravo cinematic universe, just like the Marvel cinema, because you're right. It's there. They mm-hmm. just need to risk and take big swings like Marvel. And I think Bravo is finally getting their head in the game, but I, you're totally right. Marvel is so damn smart and, I love DC just because I am in love with Batman. Like Batman is, I mean, and I know he's a lot of people, but like, Who's your favorite Batman? Michael Keaton, hands down. Okay, okay, okay. Well, but just because Michael Keaton was believable, of like, well, maybe I could be Batman. Like, my right, only, right. You no, know, I can't be Val Kilmer. I mean, I can't. Maybe I can now, but I can't be Val Kilmer. I couldn't be Ben Affleck. I could, but Michael Keaton is reachable. You know, and like, it's attainable. Yeah, it's an attainable goal. I, I mean, I, I yell like at you. my parents every day for not being billionaires that passed away at a movie theater, and <laughs> I could take. On. I mean, well, also, do you ever think about the reality of these things? I was, I was getting a Warner Brothers studio tour last uh, week, and I was seeing mm. all the Batman. And stuff and you know you see the batmobile and it has like uh on the cubcaps caps it has like the bat signal and i'm like okay so the reality of the situation is he wants to fight crime he's a billionaire but he's like he's still so egotistical that he's like i need the bat signal on this i need the right. bat <laughs> on my car like you would just like not do that if you were interested in fighting crime but he wants like he wants it to be flashy it's all
1: about marketing and branding you gotta you gotta <laughs> exactly. let the people know <laughs> you gotta let the people know what you're doing i love it <laughs> um But I do think Bravo is headed that way. So, yeah.
2: And also just just so people know that don't know, like – the culture of comic book collecting and all that stuff. It's a really, it's a, it's a sacred ritual because you'll, you'll have these comics that come out every week. And I remember when I was like, I did my best year as an actor, I was a voiceover actor for Nissan and I was getting checks out of nowhere. And it was like really just shocking. And it was the first (laughs) year. And I have not been able to do this since where I was able to get a pull list where my com my local comic book store, I could say, I want all the Batman titles. I want all this. And then you'd come in, uh, you'd be like the King of the world, and be like ryan bailey for his pull list and they'd give you a big stack of comics <laughs> yeah. and you'd leave and you'd be like wow and but it's it's a it's a pricey fixation because now these things they used to be 75 cents when i was a kid and now they're like five bucks plus mm-hmm. but it's a huge ritual is going there and and uh you know with your friends i mean i i was an older man when i was doing this but when i was young you would trade with your friends like there's a there's a ritual to it it's all based around friendship just like the bravo
1: audiences exactly and i i've there are days now where I kind of feel like a poser because like I'm one of those people that loves like convenience over everything else. Yeah. And so like I have Marvel unlimited, which is like the, Oh, that's the digital thing, right? Yeah. Okay so like you can stay in your house and like you can read as many comics as you want on your like phone uh, yeah. or tablet or whatever and so i don't get to, especially last year with COVID, i didn't get to take as many trips to the comic book store as i would have wanted to <laughs> yeah, I so like i feel like did, yeah. right i feel like they forgot my face i don't even know if my comic book store is still in this spot honestly but i, I still like you know i'm i'm kind of bad because i don't do dc as much as much as i need to do because i love like titans and like all this stuff yeah doom patrol and all that but I don't do it as much, but like, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm starting to feel like a poser because like, I barely leave my house, especially to get comics anymore. So no, I mean, it, it's, such
2: out- a, it's such an expensive habit that you almost yeah. kind of
1: need to get something like Marvel unlimited where mm.
2: you can have all of it at your fingertips, because if not, I mean, it's just, it's impossible at the rate they churn these things out. And, right. uh, you know, I, I, mean, I wait for them to, I love when they put them all into like a, a graphic novel size thing. They'll put like yes. eight, eight or nine issues into like a, a death of the Joker or something event, like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I comics. I wait for them to be like, okay, when does it hit the graphic novel, and I can spend fifteen bucks on that and get like mm-hmm. four hundred pages. Okay, we just geeked out. I realize you have no clue what we're talking about. <laughs> I I totally get that, but thank you for indulging me. Let's bring it to Housewives a little bit more in terms of. So, do you remember your first uh, reality
1: show that got you that got you hooked? Whew, I feel like there were a lot. So, uh, I think before Housewives, probably what a lot of people will say, probably Flavor of Love, that kind of era uh i've always been like a top model watcher too like i even watched it like when she got put over to vh1 i don't know why but like i was always on the the top model journey looking back at it now it's kind of like oh tyra was kind of problematic a lot of the times but you know i still i still watch them and I don't know. I Probably Flavor of Love. Though. I feel like that's what really kind of got me hooked. So that's we VH1. We've talked mm-hmm.
2: about VH1. I mean, they really had a magical couple of years at VH1 where mm-hmm. not only Flavor of Love, you had Rock of Love, you had Celebrity Fit Club, you yeah. had Charm uh, School. I <laughs> celebrity. I mean, Celebrity Rehab. You, mm-hmm. I mean, it was amazing the output that VH1 was doing. And now they're kind of like this re- weird reality show footnote because of uh, uh, Megan wants a millionaire. One of the contestants killed his uh, wife and it kind of trashed VH1 reality shows, Mm -hmm. Um, but they really were so
1: important in the evolution, uh, which led to Bravo, I think. Yeah. They've kind of, you know, they've come back within the past, like, I don't know what, like seven or eight years with love and hip hop. Cause that's been like the, one of the yeah. biggest things in the world, but God, it's so and they many have of different those variations too. of love and hip hop, uh-huh. you know, it's Hollywood, New York, Atlanta, Miami. Yeah, it's A lot of those now too. So now I think, I feel like Bravo kind of perfected the formula. Now everybody wants to try out the ensemble cast reality show, like the mostly women, but you know, you have the guys as B characters. So it I works th- out. I was thinking about that, I was talking about this with somebody
2: recently was that, You know, New York is obviously having a tough season for a lot of reasons, but. Also, one of the big reasons they're having a tough season is that they none of those ladies have a guy to throw it to. Like, you know, at least Beverly Hills, yeah. you get some stupid guy scenes with P.K. and Mauricio. and Right. Like, or you get Jersey where they do whole storylines around the guys. Yeah, New York has zero men. And I'm not saying women need men, but I am saying sometimes it helps with the heavy lifting to be able to throw uh, to a storyline about something
1: idiotic P.K. did to Dorit, you know? Right, it it reminds me of the way that like Atlanta used to be, like when you had that like that gambit of Peter Thomas, Apollo <laughs> Nida, uh Todd Tucker, and all Greg Leeks. Right, yeah. all of them there, just like they would add so much to a scene. It was like you had to have everyone, like the entire cast and the husbands, on there, and it felt like such a complete show. Because keeping my Peter Thomas was like a better housewife than most housewives could ever aspire to be. Peter Thomas, I knew Peter Thomas was, I was like, I don't trust him when he kept his beard
2: so clean, so tight. Like it was like, I was like this guy, you do not trust somebody that keeps their beard that
1: clean and tight. You know, can I make, can I make an embarrassing confession to you? Yeah. I knew we were recording today, so yesterday I went and got my beard trimmed up a little bit. I was like, I got, I got, I was like, it's Ryan Bailey. I
2: got it's, it's getting white. It's getting, I got to dye my beard soon. It's pathetic. Um, that's what these ladies have done to me. But uh, God, do you remember that scene or remember that fight between was it Apollo and Phaedra when he came up on the bike and they were like. totally i mean there's like some really class like people away with me yeah exactly yeah (laughs) Yeah. people need to do rewatches of all those early seasons of the main franchises like atlanta new york and beverly hills because it really does if those seasons weren't as powerful as they were we would not have what we have today which is it's interesting if you do study those seasons too it started off really as a character study of these women, you know, of, mm-hmm. of actual women living their lives. There was flash. And of course you had these big characters like NeNe of course, and Phaedra, mm-hmm. but still it was like, now we get these kind of not stunt casting, but we, you know, the producers are targeting casting now, you know, it's like we brought Ebony on this season uh, or we didn't, they did because mm-hmm. they had something in mind,
1: right? Like mm-hmm. you think they had a purpose in mind with Ebony. And if you do, what do you think that purpose was? So the thing that I wonder a lot is, I wonder if Bershawn and Ebony were supposed to come on at the same time, or if Bershawn was supposed to be first, and then with everything going on in the world, they were kind of like, you know what, Ebony kind of <laughs> fits ease it. Let's a little ease more, it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, Ebony kind of fits what we want to do with Bravo a little more because Bravo, you know they they were having a lot of important conversations last year with the the race in America and all this kind of stuff, so it made me think that like. They wanted to stop the kind of only fun person. Oh, well, it sounds so bad. Not the only fun person <laughs> casting, but you know, they would not want just like the person who's just going to come in and just like get drunk with everyone else and stuff. They actually wanted someone that could actually kind of lead, maybe some conversations. I'm a I'm a Ebony stan. Like I loved Ebony before the Housewives because like I watched a lot of uh, Revolt TV, so I really and like, she was a really uh, like uh,
2: uh, sport. Uh, she was a spokesman on, or she was a. Uh... Uh, a reporter on the Revolt?
1: Yeah, so she uh, she had a show on there called, uh, oh boy, now are so dumb, uh, State of the Union. So it was okay. like Remy Ma, Joe Martin, and it was another, not Joe Martin, <laughs> Joe Budden and another guy. And so they would always do these kind of like round table stuff, like discussing the culture, like everything from hip hop to, uh, you know, a lot of other things pop culture news and just big headline stuff. And so I've always liked her on there because she would give kind of the, the lawyer opinion on stuff, but she's still very like down, if that makes sense. Like, you know, she's still very like, not a poser, just really like fit in well with, you know, I feel like counteracting Remy Ma would probably be weird for some people, but she did it well. Yeah. I, I liked her on revolt. Well, I mean, the thing is, and it's like, this is the most curious thing about watching
2: New York this season was that i love i really i di- I really like ebony i think she's like really like she's hot she's smart I, mean, <laughs> I mean like but my, i really want to talk to her because i want to ask her like come on like you said you watch the show you know you are smarter than everybody on that show. So, no 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 not about like but like you know like even leah even anybody like you know mm-hmm. like within like a minute of her opening her mouth like she is smarter than i am she is smarter than like <laughs> like, like she can flipping speak. She can flipping speak. And that's not a black or white thing. That's a smart thing. The <laughs> woman is, but like, look who you're up against. Like she, I can't, I want to know if she was nervous going into this. And I was like, I can't mm-hmm. imagine her being nervous if she watched the show because she could handle any conversation yet even lead the conversation. But I think the tough thing. And I think one of the things that isn't working was that, well, if, you can't ever have a conversation with somebody that's running around a room and trying not to have the conversation. Right. You know, Tom and Jerry. It's like, she's they're she, She's chasing <laughs> remote. Like, I, 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 I don't want to listen. I don't want to like, that's not, that's awkward for us to watch. And I'm all for hard conversations. We've seen them so much on Bravo and I'm, I'm really proud to be part of a network. I'm not part of it, but to talk about a network mm-hmm. that actually is trying because I mean, I don't know what they're doing on fucking Nickelodeon, but I don't think it's what <laughs> Bravo's like, right. They're at least trying, they might be awkward and tilted, but they're at least trying where mm-hmm. I don't know what other, I don't imagine a lot of other networks are trying this much, but I just want to like Ebony, like, I wouldn't even want to know from her of like, this is amazing for visibility for you, but like, I just don't like, why would you ever be friends with these ladies? In fact, Leah, I even sometimes <laughs> ask, why would you be friends with these ladies?
1: It just, that, but that's what I'm saying. It, it was casting. It wasn't natural. This was casting pure and simple. And it seems like they've done, they've done like that kind of casting a lot recently. I mean, and so, so Tiffany, I think they're going to have to. You got, yeah. you know. And well, that's, Tiffany was
2: another one where I was like, I, I was in love with Tiffany. Like I watched the entire season of Dallas, but it was another one where I was like, why do you want to? Why do you want to do this? You're so smart. Like, why would you? You're so like you're so perfect. Why would you want to do this? Why would you why? want to talk to Cam? Like, yeah, what? but like, yeah, you have to defend yourself now with Cameron. Like, right. Cameron and her like sharp brother or sharp brother or right. like. Getting involved in your business? Why would you ever do this? You're you're so you work so hard. You actually have a talent. You can you can anesthesize people and you have a brain and you mm-hmm. sell candles, even though come on, Dr. Wendy, we do not need another candle line in Potomac. Oh what?
1: God. Another one. <laughs> so smart. Why do we why does she do a candle line? What is always- it? With- it's weird. Cause like, I always wonder why Th- that's my question too. Like even just like, not like just Ebony, but like whenever I see someone that has like a thousand degrees or like all these kind of like accolades and stuff, I'm like, wow! You're that much, you're that big of a fan of like reality TV that you want to be a part of this. Like, <laughs> that's, what I, that's I couldn't that, imagine. I mean, that's what I don't trust him. I like, okay, so you're, <laughs> you're sick in the head too. Obviously, you <laughs> wanting
2: to be here, like Ebony, that's your main fault. You even want to be right. here in the first place. Like that exactly. to me is your main fault. Like you seen Ramona shitting on the floor all these seasons, <laughs> and you want to be there. But she keeps going like, okay, no, we can do this. We can be friends. Right. Like she keeps coming back to the mat. Like and then. <laughs> We had Bershawn, we had her big moment last week when she picks this fight, you guys, with Sonya mm. at the... And by the way, I know a lot of you guys aren't watching. I thought it kind of like started to, I don't know, I don't want to say course correct, but I enjoyed it a little bit more this week's episode. I thought the se- seance at the very end was very powerful. But Bershawn pretty much picked a fight with Sonya out of nowhere.
1: Uh, did you think that or did you think that was warranted? It's, so the dinner was weird because I felt like <laughs> Brashan gave me the energy where it always makes me laugh when people are like so angry about something, and then like the person that started is just laughing. And yeah. Brashan was just sitting there cracking up the entire time. And she started, so right. She the dinner. She absolutely. I feel like she started. Yeah. The stuff in the most recent episode that got a little like okay, wow. Like I felt like Sonya was kind of blackout at that point, and then. Bershawn just happened to be there and she was ready to go with Bershawn. So it seemed like Bershawn started, but then when they got like to the, the punching of the fire, you know, extinguisher glass and stuff like yeah. that. It's like, well, yeah, oh yeah, you boy. guys. So in this week's
2: episode <laughs> picks up, which by the way, I don't like how they did this. They do the rest of that evening that they do. He continued right. on. Then they wake up the next morning and Leah calls uh Luanne and says, uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, Bershawn and Sonia got into an altercation last night. And then they flash back to that night. And I think it was like, why Bad let the source. air out of the bag? Like, keep going with that night because like, Bershan was gay. By the way, Bershawn went to Leah's because she had to get a melatonin, which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> and Sonia just wandered in drunk. And then they started at it. And then. <laughs> Sonia hit a, uh, a firework signature and broke the glass production, got to get involved. Mm-hmm. And then the next day it was just Leah, ex- you know, Leah calling Ebony and telling her Leah explained it to Ramona. And I mean, I feel like Sonia, it's like when Elton John plays rocket man at a concert, I feel like we've seen this, we've heard it so many times. Mm-hmm. I, the variations of this, it's, it's, it, I, the, the only thing different I thought about this week's episode that was interesting is that that seance, supposedly her dad contacted her and we found out a little bit about Sonya's history,
1: which I thought was fascinating. Yeah, I'm always, I don't know why, but certain things still, even like after a decade, creep me out kind of on Housewives, like the seances, the haunted houses that they do. I'm or when they do axe, murder mysteries. axe throwing, I'm, right, I'm dying axe. That's the goddamn murder mysteries. I'm so sick of it. Like, I know. It's, the
2: same it's like you guys, I would just rather just like sit in a room and have a conversation. I don't right. the, like, I like ax throwing places shouldn't even exist. The only reason these places <laughs> exist are because of housewives. Now there's exactly. like a whole cottage industry of just things that you can take housewives mm-hmm. to or Vanderpump rules, but.
1: I can I got, tell the rage rooms are about to start up too. Cause like I've oh, seen those yeah. popping up on yeah. reality shows it, too. That,
2: <laughs> um, I saw, uh, Well, the, the, the seance thing, the lady seemed like she was really good. Like she was like really, (laughs) and I don't know necessarily what I believe in any of this stuff, but I will say Mm. she was nailing it so much Ramona's brother who was self-destructive contacted Mm. them. Like all of these people was very emotional, but I was like, Guys, if somebody did that, I would literally be like, "Okay, stop production. This is fucking. We gotta right. This is insane, you guys. Like, like, (laughs) I feel like there wasn't a big enough deal
1: made about like you're hitting this directly on the head. You know, like she got a lot of it right, like." the stuff would Leah... Had Leah, like, announced the Judaism stuff at that point, or was it just... Uh,
2: she announced it to us, and I think... One, but she there's not been... In fact, I don't know what happened to the Judaism storyline. She just threw yeah, me that in the first I episode,
1: <laughs> and then it really hasn't been mentioned except for with her family. I was wondering if maybe she... Well, no, see, I'm being skeptical, but I was like thinking like, well, did she announce it on social media? Or well, I was like, like, how does she know that? Do the producers
2: typically, like, we want a really good episode here. Here's some ideas. So right. Has daddy issues. Maybe you can contact her dad. You know, like <laughs> I, I was wondering, because if not, we got to go. I mean, we got to go talk to this lady. Like that's, yeah,
1: that's, she needs to be studied in science. You know, we need to know who's going to be the president for like the next three decades. <laughs> like if that's yeah. the case, I need yeah. to know some shit.
2: But I, but oh. I see, I, I have a lot of friends that are into, I mean, astrology, obviously, and all of this stuff. And I, I just, I don't fight against it, but I don't pay much of attention to it because I feel like when you take what you want from it and like, I could make like, you know, I have people with astrology. I hate when people are like, oh, that's so Taurus of you. Oh, you're being such a Taurus. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm being
1: Ryan right now. I'm not, it's right. not just me being a Taurus. <laughs> this is who I am. I can change I would- it. Like I'm, I'm just like a grouch. Like, that's what I am. No, like, I don't want like, yeah, to like, <laughs> like, don't blame I, that on all Virgos. I mean, I'm just a grouch. <laughs> I get that's what I'm saying. It makes me upset to be, be uh put
2: into a box like that. Right. Um, so do you still watch New York every week? Do you still,
1: I know you watched it this week, but are you, are you still watching? Okay. So let me, I, I don't know if they warned you, the people that were saying I should come on, but I, I, I always have hot takes. So. Yeah, so give me some hot takes. <laughs> I am actively enjoying New York this season. I You're, a this like a, You're a masochist. You're a masochist. You like pain. You like suffering. I have literally, like, I wouldn't have known that, like, this was a bad season unless I looked, <laughs> like, on social media. Because, like, I've been watching But that's every good. Week, it look, should be right. up to the individual viewer. Exactly. Like, I've been, I'm, I enjoy, I watch it. Uh, so, like, I have a choice. I'll either watch that or I could be watching Superman and Lois on the CW. And I choose New York every week and I watch... Superman after. I like, I just like, even though they're not like drinking as much and like all this kind of stuff, I always feel like there's like when your power player isn't there, it always has to like take a while to like find its groove. Like, who do when you they think your got- power player is? Oh, another hot take. I I always think it's weird when Bethany isn't there. Like okay, Bethany we gotta annoys- we gotta let you go, Kendrick. We'll, <laughs>
2: we'll talk to you next time. Have a good
1: luck with everything that you do. I know. Uh, I'm I'm the literally the worst. It's not person the on Bethany the
2: show. They need to stand on their own two legs and find
1: their footing. They cannot bring Bethany back they every do. time. No, they, they, have they shouldn't. A they should not. But I'm always that person. I I always I hate saying this so much too because Bethany is so problematic in so many ways. But I always feel like when she's there. I just enjoy it so much more. Like, not necessarily like loving Bethany. I feel like she's one of those people I just love to either I I, I love the love her sometimes and I love to hate her too. I just love to see her or because I feel like no one gets under their skin the way she does either. Because I know like when she's there, Ramona knows that she has to go in competition mode, I'm like, okay, this is my goddamn show. I'm not doing this. Bethany, you are not taking well, it back. I've been here the whole time. It was and funny. I, well i mean bethany had so bethany
2: left last minute you guys she was supposed to be on last season and Mm -hmm. she didn't you know like left at the last minute supposedly and then you kind of felt that like there was this power dynamic where i think luann and dorinda thought they would be the the supremes not so much ramona i think she thought Mm -hmm. okay i'll coast but i think dorinda and luann and then they but neither of them could really handle it and dorinda completely flamed out Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Guys, this is the commercial I was telling you about, but it is a commercial I believe in. Um, Today's sponsor is Bowl & Branch. Um, Now, they sent me a pair of their signature sheets This past week, and I put them on, and I got to tell you, I hate to say this. I think these are like my first, like, big boy sheets. Like, they really are very, very nice and very soft, and the detailing is amazing. Now, they say that the little things we do all add up to the legacy we leave behind. Bull and Branch was started by a husband and wife team that wanted to create a textile company that cared about the details that would make their products last. You know, you will feel the difference, and I swear to God, you will feel the difference in their best-selling, beautifully crafted signature sheets. I got them in gray because they match my curtains, and I was like, oh, that'll be dope. I have gray curtains and gray sheets, Um, but they have them in so many colors. So experience uncompromising comfort with the best-selling 100% organic cotton signature hemmed sheets. So this cloud weight, super soft sateen weave gets softer with every wash. That's crazy. Does it really get softer with every wash? Oh my god, I'm gonna to have to wash these. So it's crafted to the highest standards and attention to detail from sourcing to packaging. By the way, the packaging was insanely beautiful. I was carrying around this really cool box all day, and I was like, I was like, I should just carry this to bars and restaurants. It looks like I'm like somebody, you know? So they have the perfect balance of weight and breathability to pamper warm or cool sleepers through any season. Now, you guys know me. I'm unfortunately a sweater, so I'm very excited to To be able to use these sheets now so give your bed the white house treatment with sheets that three presidents have fallen in love with i wonder which presidents oh my god did abraham lincoln fall in love with these bull and branch are dedicated to quality at every step you guys sheets designed and manufactured for maximum comfort and durability no cutting corners there are no middlemen between you and bull and branch so you get luxury quality for the fairest price They stand behind their products and they honor a 30-night worry-free guarantee if you are unsatisfied. Oh, my gosh. So if I don't like these after 30 days, I can return them? That is, okay, cool. Man, that is ballsy. I would not do that with the podcast. I can say, if you do not like the podcast 30 days from now, you can. I'll do a new one. No, I can't do that. But Bull & Branch can. So ex- to experience an entirely new standard of comfort, visit BullAndBranch.com. That's B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. So this is the cool thing. Get 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code SOBAD. Bad. So that is so bad. S O B A D, and once again, that's B O L L and B R A N C H dot com promo code so bad. So use this, guys. If you're in 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 the in the shopping mind for some new sheets, use my code, please. Let's do this. I actually am using these sheets. I can take it, I can prove it, you guys. Would you guys like a picture of me in the sheets? Well, it might be coming. Okay, back to the show, because she was really feeling very free to be Mm -hmm. as drunk and um, not uh, drunk and loud as she wanted. And it just worked against her. And especially when we saw like the deleted scene of her yelling at Tinsley, Mm -hmm. it was like nobody likes a bully. And it was a lot. uh, And then that's why I feel like then without Dorinda. Then it it just, there's this, now it's like a complete vacuum and black hole. And it really, people want to blame Ebony so bad, but it actually doesn't have to do with Ebony. Nothing to do with Ebony. I mean, it's, I mean, there's a, but I'm saying like, there's no other storylines. If we had Ebony's storyline with Ramona and things like that, but if we had other, four other amazing storylines, because there was more women, you wouldn't say shit about it. We've had these difficult conversations in other franchises. It's just, you had other storylines around it, but Mm -hmm. for three or four episodes, this was the majority of storyline. So this heavy lifting got thrown all on Ebony's, and this is Ebony's life work. This is right. She she admits it. She says, this is my life's work. The other ladies don't have life's work, you know, like they're (laughs) they're doing housewives. That's their life's work. Right. I just think it's an
1: unfair position to put, but I don't want Bethany back. I know. I don't either. I, I know. I, I want this group to find their footing. I think as the season is going on, they're definitely finding it. I want Bershawn to get bumped up. And then like, I, I don't like five people as a housewife, like as a cast. Oh, no, it's like, it's, it's weird. I don't know. This is it's, not, I mean, you need a production.
2: You don't need an independent yeah. film. Like, you know, it's like it, it you need five conversations happening at once. That's what I always loved mm-hmm. about Roni is that they talked over each other. They were like, you would right. to a different character each time you watched it and you would get something different. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't. But also I also like, I just love, I think that's how rabid we are as a fan base is people are so quick. And I do this with things that I don't like too. They write it off immediately. Well, I'm not going to watch that. I'm done. How right. cool is it that I haven't watched this season? I'm like, that's your loss. I mean, I'm not a fair weather fan. Right. Like, I'm gonna go down with the ship, but guess what? Mm-hmm. The ship ain't going down. It will course correct next season. Right. I mean, just period. This is not going anywhere. And I do not, they're not gonna fire Ebony, they're not no. gonna fire Ramona, no. they're not gonna fire Leah. I think no. they will have the <laughs> same cast, they'll add Dorinda
1: and a couple of other people. Exactly. You're exactly right. I oh boy. People have like really tried to like. I don't they've been like really weird about this season as if it's like our first bad season of housewives. I'm like maybe <laughs> I've been watching for too long because like I've sat through some bad seasons. Like do y'all not remember like people are acting like Beverly Hills is like this like miraculous thing that came out of COVID. I'm like Beverly Hills had nowhere to go but up. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> they could only be great this yes. season, and no, they, they did. <laughs> you want you assholes that don't like Roni? What if we threw
2: panty <laughs> gate or puppy gate in a Roni? Then see how you like it. Like, Thank you. We don't act like this hasn't been like. It, it's like I. I I watched that Michael Jordan documentary last year. So now I can say I'm officially into sports, but like, it's like <laughs> certain certain teams don't gel together. Like you need other people to come in. You need Scott, you know, you need Dennis Rodman to come in and shake things up, but it doesn't mean you get rid of the whole team just because the right. season doesn't work, you know? And we're so quick to do that. And I, I do that kind of jokingly. Like I hate Lisa Rinna, but I appreciate <laughs> that Lisa Rinna brings something to that table. But yes. I also think- me getting an elevated heart rate watching these shows are is part of my
1: enjoyment. Yes. It's sick. It's disgusting. You know, I don't know if you know, but, uh, well, I don't know if she knows either actually, but Lisa Ren is my mortal enemy, but I appreciate it. Yes. we teamed up. We could destroy her. Oh, absolutely. We could be the, what is it? The dark Avengers and we can get her ass together. I mean, the only way we can get, we, if we each potentially dated one of her daughters, Amelia and not Amelia, um, (laughs) Uh, I definitely don't have a Love Island body, by the way. I've been watching Love Island recently, and oh, one of her daughters I, is yeah. I, I, I don't have that, that body.
2: <laughs> Real moms of Bravo on Instagram posted the new Summer House guys, and they, uh, you know, they looked exactly the same in that they had abs. And I was like, yeah. when are we gonna get some Summer House guys without abs? The fact of right. normalizing women just to think we all have abs. We, I don't have a ab. Not one. I have a gut. Yeah, I have a <laughs> stomach. If you, there's one, if you count my stomach as the one, you know, right. but like it's, it got ladies, dad bods are where it's at. I mean, I don't think that's mm-hmm. true, but it's what I have. And that's what I have to offer, <laughs> you know, but, um, so, I mean, what are
1: some of your favorite housewives of all time? Ooh, okay. We're really about to get their trenches now. Okay. So, of course, like last season really made me realize how much I love Nini. Because like even on a bad season with Nini, it's it's still a pretty good season of even Atlanta. with
2: the later season theatrics that she pulled and even going she's, against
1: the network now. Yeah, she she's really I mean, I don't think she's ever coming back to Housewives, definitely. But she like I go back to so many of her moments, and literally every t- like every Nini moment is so funny. Well, she's legendary. Oh, yes. The stuff I hate is that like when she comes to the reunion and just like kind of sits there and gazes off and doesn't want to engage with the women. It's like now you're kind of, you know, justifying them not wanting you around and you can't do that. Like they get their way like Candy's clearly like one of production's favorite in Atlanta. So if y'all don't mesh and you know, they don't see you as adding anything, you're probably going to go. So uh, Nene, of course, love Nene. Uh Porsche has always been one of my favorites. Even now I know, I don't know I'm sorry. Man. I I kind of I kind of took a like I, you know it's like the off season
2: antics with Porsche sometimes gets mm-hmm. me. Like I'm just like and I know I don't know everything with Fallon and Simon and everything that happened, but it just doesn't seem I don't know, it just it get like there's a bad
1: taste in my mouth with it and like I'm horrible. Know. I'm I'm literally a horrible person cuz like literally like Portia's done some questionable stuff. Phaedra's done some questionable stuff, but I'm literally that person. I'm like, I'm a stick beside him. I don't know. I'm just, I'm a stick beside him. I'm like, I'm just here. Like, I love the antics and you know, I'll, I'll boo hiss with everyone else. But then like when I get home, I'm like, yeah, I love them. Yeah. No, I mean, no, you are right, but it is
2: funny. I think that, but I, like I said, that's part of the enjoyment is having strong mm-hmm. opinions and judgments about other people. Yeah. But there's another franchise where I think Atlanta, and of course you do have to get an asterisk for any COVID season for any of these shows even though mm-hmm. i think summer house really did it well where they put them in one environment and it made them stay yes. there and mm-hmm. i thought they were one of the only shows that really made it work to their advantage and i'm kind of nervous for them to go back to the old way they did summer house but
1: um Ooh, i have i have do you want me to give you a couple of thoughts about that like uh, just quick i'm scared yeah okay. it's a lot but i okay. feel like <laughs> one i don't know if summer house is going to be good going forward yeah because the, the sole reason okay season five relied on a lot it relied on hannah doing the absolute most which she did very well it relied on everyone thinking that luke no sorry not luke carl and kyle were like the two best men to ever walk this planet. And now that they have options again, now that the world is opening back up, are they going to be the two best men to ever walk this planet? So Will I Carl still fans, be making
2: his bed and drinking water on a daily basis?
1: Exactly. <laughs> Will Carl shave the beard? That's what a lot of people love too. So if they beard Will Luke still goes, be playing guitar horribly in his bedroom at night? And making know? up lyrics on the spot, like reading a box of cream of wheat. I don't know. But I don't know. I, so I mean, do you think Hannah, uh, that was a mistake for them to access absolutely Absolutely. everybody sees like i think i'm all for a redemption season with people i think people like will let someone like have a terrible season then just throw them away like even dorinda dorinda was hard to watch her last season but i love a redemption season like if you come back and like just own some stuff but then still bring us the entertainment value i'm okay with that but I hate the like the first minute something gets bad, everyone throws it away. Like Hannah was problematic, but like I'm like a lot of people have done a lot of trash stuff on this show. Like that was kind of an overreaction to me. Like I thought no, she brought I, I mean, everything. That's a, that's a great, I mean, there are really solid points there. Dorinda, I mean, I know
2: exactly what you're saying, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I really love Dorinda so much that I want the best for Dorinda and I want her to come back eventually. I want her to be Mm -hmm. healthy. Uh, you know, like it's like really, really love Dorinda. Hannah, I really liked her first two seasons, but I think personally, I sometimes have a problem in this, how a lot of housewives do this and reality stars is that They never admit their part in any of the, it's always Mm -hmm. their egos are so big and this is what makes them a success. But I also think it sometimes creates their downfall because they'll never admit their part in anything. And then that's the part where you're like, and I think with that fan base that is so rabid right now, it's like, we want blood. We want results. We want to see. And you know, you hear all these stories from like Kate Chastain or something like this, where Mm -hmm. they're talking about them behind the scenes. And unfortunately Nowadays we're so plugged in and everything is so social media that that plays into our, how we view these people. And it's not just the show anymore. It's the show plus their social media. So mm-hmm. we're judging them now on the whole game.
1: everything.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, so it's, it's really hard not to like, really take it,
1: really get personal with this stuff. It is. You know what? I can actually give you a good example of that too. I think that Kenya Moore does it perfectly. Kenya Moore goes in and she's the villain. And in her mind, she knows she's the villain. So she's going to play that part, but she's not going to always tell you she's the victim, villain, but oh, she all, never. we're all in it. on it. Well, right. you see,
2: uh, there was that cl- uh, clip going around again, this uh, week on Twitter with Michael Rappaport and her from, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was saying, come on, you got to admit you're a villain, right? You got to admit <laughs> you're a villain. And he was like, she was like, I don't need to take from like a middle-aged fat guy telling me what <laughs> like, you know, but, but it is interesting. Cause you wonder how much they like, cause Jack's all of a sudden, uh, from Vanderpump rules, he then all of a sudden led to like, well, I'm playing the villain. I'm like, no, you were told you're the villain, So now right. you act like that's your like, I was doing that because I'm a smart guy and I'm playing what they
1: need. And it's like, bullshit. okay, Jax. you are that, <laughs> but you're like, you're really good at that. You know? Exactly. There are some people that are like, I think on Bravo, if they leaned into the villain role, like 100 percent could be top tier. Like right now, I think Candace Dillard in Potomac. I noticed another hot take. You know, I got them. But if I think if Candace Dillard, I think she's right there. If she actually just said, like, you know what, I, I'll come for Giselle's spot and I'll try to be the villain of this show. She could absolutely do it because she. Oh, Kendrick, she's already the villain to me. I know. She's, <laughs> she's already the she's villain, to a villain to a lot of people. <laughs> she's actually... But, like, if I made that meme, you know how they say, like, the show villain versus yeah, but the, the actual, actual villain, villain? I always say, like, she's the show villain, but I feel like they kind of rotate out on their show, which makes Potomac kind of perfect in that way, because you always they kind of keep me I know everyone loves Karen but they kind of keep me on my toes with how I feel about each one of them because like Ashley came back season five it's like oh you're a mom this is so sweet and beautiful and then you like see an old clip of like her dragging someone it's like oh yeah well, that's right <laughs> Karen I love because Karen is an anti-hero to me
2: she is that's she the never perfect way to she describe never it. says it she never says anything right like even the <laughs> you got a hot box hot box and it's going down to sing sing and then in this week's episode, she's talking to Ashley and Ashley goes, Karen, what does Sing Sing mean? She goes, you know what? It went so well with the hot box. And she's like an artist telling us how she goes, thank you so much for asking Um, the hot box, (laughs) you know, it just, and then Sing Sing just came out and I think it really worked. You know, I love that she fires back immediately without thinking. And those are the best people. And that's why, and this is, I meant to give this metaphor to you or this, this analogy uh, is that Karen and Giselle to me are, the batman and joker joker yes they need each other to survive none Des, one they're the best part without the other you know oh like, absolutely the fact that they give as good as they get to each other i gotta say i really and i really kind of love it i respect it and to me giselle is the joker
1: karen is batman but you can go <laughs> either way depending on your taste but they need each other mm-hmm. you want you ready for another hot take yeah i I consider myself the third green-eyed bandit. I love the green-eyed <laughs> bandits. I love the green. I can't help it. I'm. Hey, sorry. by the way, you could be the second green-eyed bandit. I don't think Robin's gonna get out of bed this season. So, right. He, he <laughs> I'm. I'm more than happy to fill in. I love them. First of all, Potomac. Fire I don't know when on it all happened. Cylinders. Oh my god! Like ever since season three, they have just been like a go. But like, see, that's what I'm saying, it. that's. That's good casting. That is the mm-hmm. chemistry between
2: those ladies, even in the chemistry of people that don't like each other hats off. Cause that's what New York, it's not. They, New York doesn't have the chemistry and it, they might mm-hmm. build to it, but this has chemistry and you, you sense it. Oh, I mean, yeah. And I got to say, I like Monique, but you don't miss Monique.
0: Like, you, you know, I, I like
2: her, but it, it's not like I'm
1: sitting there going, where's Monique. No offense right. to Monique. <laughs> like really no offense to Monique. Right. But like I'm not did- saying that no this show like because monique has never been the center of the show like she's and to me she's never been like the i don't know she's always played a role she's been like the one on the show that's aspirational like she's the one on there that's kind of like oh man she has a great life she's got the husband she's got the kids she's got the money the four homes and all this stuff but like like you said karen and giselle that orbit is what we kind of tune in for ashley darby Always consistent having you know terrible husband, cute kids, doing you know, being the messy one. Uh Robin has one, everyone loves Juan. You know, it's we always we tune in knowing exactly what we want on there. And I don't think Monique necessarily filled one of the spots that we would necessarily miss. Like Mia kind of fits in perfectly to me. I don't know, she's she's oh I love like,
2: I love Mia already. Oh man. yes. Her I love that she, she admitted, <laughs> <laughs> What did Ashley or Ashley or Candace say? She's got a busted bean because she admitted <laughs> to getting uh, clitoral plasty, yeah. and uh, she's like, "Oh, you know, my husband likes to get it in a lot." And I'm like, and then they found, then they allude to that she they met at a strip club, so she might have been a stripper. Mm. But and then they're like, "Oh, well, you have to make it clap." I'm like, "You're making your clitoris clap?
1: Like, how do you <laughs> what? Like, how do you busting your? Like, I don't know. I don't know enough. I hope they women. meant cheeks. I hope they meant cheeks. I don't know, but." <laughs> Well, I kind of love that. Mia is like, I love it when a housewife comes in like unapologetically, like telling their business. Like it's it's nothing that we ask for, but when you hear it, you're kind of like, well, damn. Like, I kind of want to know more about you now. I love the fact that she told, like both of them openly said that they've had sex in the nastiest place possible. A Waffle House bathroom. Because- yeah, by the way, I I reminded me of the the digital underground song. It was like once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. Right. And I was like, Whoa, a Waffle House bathroom. That's amazing. Because the like Waffle House on the outside, like in the actual dining area, is gross. Like so I can only imagine what the bathroom was like when y'all had sex in there. So but I mean the sex was so good she got fourteen chiropractic clinics out of it. So which, yeah, she must
2: She must have gotten into back work after she fucked her back up at the Waffle House.
1: uh and i liked i mean her
2: husband is i think a good, i love cool her girl. husband with ray ray's like how you like <laughs> i love happy ray like ray gets <laughs> i just love this jolly old man that like his hair gets a little whiter each season and his <laughs> laugh is so like i don't know
1: he just like it's so he, i don't know for some reason i like really love ray he has, fi- he finally has someone his age to relate to on this show. I feel like everyone is like 20 years under him. Yeah. Like him and Karen are 20 years apart, right? Yeah. Something close to that. And I feel like everyone else is like that or lower. So, like, now he actually has someone like around his age. Now, I feel like in the back of his mind, he's kind of like, you know what? I don't have to be like the sole grandpa on the, you know, because Giselle would call him a grandpa or Uncle Ben or, uh, what's a, Orville Redenbacher, like whatever they call him, like he doesn't have to be the only one now. And I think that like me, if I was Ray, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah. Now I don't have to I don't have to take all this shit by myself. I can actually, you know.
2: Yeah, I think there's 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 gravitas with Ray. There's a triple mm-hmm. gravitas, and I like that at least this season. Like last season, we started off where Ray wouldn't tell Karen that he loved her anymore, and it was like kind of like weirdly dark for Ray. And uh, this season, I love that. There, you know, she's like, "I love you, Ray," and he's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you know, "It's like really, it's like really not I, like I I whatever you think of Karen, I love Ray." Um, the other thing that I want your opinion on. Wait, do you before
1: they, do you yeah. think that the. Uh, the vow renewal is going to be the kiss to death? No, they're too into that. I mean, if it is, where's Ray going at this point? Like, Like, I mean,
2: like, no, I mean, like Ray's like, you know, it's like, I, you know, you, you, I, I think there's just no way. There's no way. Yeah. And in fact, I think Karen will do everything in her power as a competitor to not have it be the kiss of death, <laughs> you know, because everyone
1: keeps telling her that it's going to happen. Yeah, so yeah, Andy, I believe. And they told
2: her the to, Everybody said that it's the kiss <laughs> of death. So no way that I don't. I, I think they're solid now. But um, the other thing I wanted to ask your opinion on, which was one of the darkest moments, was when Ashley's mom came over and Ashley had this <sighs> wild conversation, very calmly, about uh, you know doing your like you know I sex is uncomfortable for me now, but I. I've got to fulfill my womanly duties to my husband, Gollum Ugh. Michael. And uh, and the mom is literally like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. And then oh. she, guys, she insinuated. I don't know if she goes, it's uncomfortable for me to have vaginal sex. She goes, but I have more than one hole, And she goes, I let Michael <sighs> do his business. I And guys, if you're listening with kids, please. Throw the kids throw just throw the kids out of the car right now. Five yeah. four three two one. Is she talking about anal sex? Is that what she's talking about? Or she's talking about mouth. Is, what is she what hole? Is she
1: have a glass eye? What's going on? I mean, listen, we've heard <laughs> uh, Michael Darby's been out there, like he's had a yes. lot of stories written about him. I if he can't get in that one, I would imagine it had to be both of the other two. I in my mind, I think he does the math of mouth plus <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Eat like vagina, I so. mean,
2: it, it, it was like literally the darkest conversation. Not because she said it, but also because the mom was like, "Yes, that's what you should do. Yes, oh, that's God. what you you should do your womanly duties." And then she. And it just was said so dispassionately, just not it
1: was just like just picturing Michael Darby hovered over like eh, eh, eh. like it's uh, just so gross. And every time they shove them being romantic down our throats, I literally die a little inside. It's the grossest thing. They started one season off. I don't know if it was season four or five with her like walking in lingerie into the room and like feeding him on the bed. I was like, oh, uh, who wants to see this? Nobody. Get I mean- out of here. At least
2: with Jax, he's still relatively like I mean, better looking than <laughs> Michael Darby. But like, I was, I was just like, there's no way she's talking about butt stuff, is it? And then I was like, I think Oof. she might be talking about butt stuff. And I was she... like, I was like, man, women should not get pregnant if that's what they have to do to for
1: their yeah. friend, you know? If um, you have to worry that much about your husband cheating on you while you're pregnant. Yes. Well, you might just need other, to leave. <laughs> that's the other thing. The mom was like, well, you know, you, you can't let him. Or She
2: goes, are you happy that you're... Um, your uh what is the housekeeper your uh nanny she goes are you happy that your nanny isn't a supermodel you know and it's easier to be around (laughs) with michael and she and i was just like that is so dark that we're even having this conversation where right well he you don't want to tempt a drug addict you don't want to attempt to you know right oh uh, um
1: that household i could (laughs) i could yeah
2: this is only two episodes in and there's already so many great possibilities, great additions. There was a one last thing with Potomac too, that I mm-hmm. noticed for said in real housewives of New York this week, it, her and Sonia were making up after the, the altercation and for mm-hmm. goes, you put your hand in my face. And she goes, my dad always told me you put, uh, if you put your hand in somebody's face, they're going to put their hand in your face. And it's going to be like something. She said something like that. But to me, that's exactly what I thought. And I hate to beat a dead horse, the Monique Candace situation. Candace literally, I, I felt like you. there's never an excuse, but I'm saying, I always say this. My mom always said, if you, if you smart off to somebody, you're going to get around the wrong person one day and they're going to shut you up. You know, like, cause you don't know what crazy people are out there. You don't like never flip off somebody in a car cause you don't know who's driving the other car. You're doing mm-hmm. that too. I just always think like, and Candace so far has been an angel these first two episodes, pretty much, pretty much, except she keeps saying that Karen stuck a knife in her back. But I'm just saying I, I Monique was not in the right. But I'm all I'm saying is that I just still understand that, like, if you get Mon- Monique obviously was off her rocker. But if you keep getting like
1: yelled at, like, come at me, come at me, come at me, somebody's going to come at you. I feel like collectively, like as Potomac viewers, I feel like all of our asses kind of clenched during that moment at the end of episode two when Wendy was like, OK, get yeah. your fingers out of my yes, face. And Mia's Mia. like, what are in your face? What are you going to yeah. do? I was like, oh, <laughs> like, no, it's too early. It's too early. Like, wait till episode eight. It's I don't know. It's it's definitely a thing. In our community, especially with the whole like fingers and faces thing. Yeah, that's always been like a a touchy subject. Like I've witnessed a lot of like confrontations starting that way. It's like, okay, get your finger down, put your hand down, don't put your it's like personal space is a huge kind of violation i always get nervous because we've seen it on atlanta a lot like candy's always said, get your hand out of my face or put your <laughs> hand down like we see it so often like especially real life on tv or whatever that i always like now i feel like so many love and hip-hop fights have started off that way that i'm just like i always clinch up a little bit every time someone says get your finger out of my face and i'm like oh shit what's about to happen what's about to happen yeah I mean, it's really job.
2: i mean to me and uh, so i mean Potomac firing on all cylinders. We do not have to worry about Potomac. Yes. Moving on, how much do you do? You have a little bit more time. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So Beverly Hills I wanted to touch on because we got the mid-season trailer today. Mm-hmm. And you guys, it that's another show firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. We're speaking right now on Wednesday, we have a new episode tonight really having one of the uh all-time great seasons in my opinion. Yes. And that's even without the Erica Jane stuff. I'm really loving the chemistry between all of the ladies. Mm-hmm. I love Crystal. I by the mm-hmm. way, and I love, I love people like Crystal's Crystal's a bitch. Crystal's this. I'm like yeah, I'm glad Crystal's, I, but they well, good. That's a great housewife. Right. But she's also, she's just, she's just kind of snotty and mean at times. But right. like, it's like, well, look who she's doing that to. I kind of like that she's like that. Like, well, yeah, we're at the housewives. Like, this is what we do. Right. Funny, I'm like, well, who else do you think is
1: being extremely nice? Like, you know, it's like. right. <laughs> it's like mad- everyone is like super like um like crystal has to like behave herself like no crystal you're being way too mean you're too snobby you're cold but she's one she's on a show with Erica Jane who we literally call the ice queen and two all of you same people are so excited about Heather Dubrow coming back to OC, like get the hell out of here. Like if you can like snobby on one show, you can like snobby on Beverly Hills too. Oh, Crystal to is me, doing everything she needs.
2: To me, to. it was iconic with, with Sutton, like, uh, you know, spinning like a whirling dervish and like, you know, your ugly leather pants. I'll say, I'll say, how dare you? How dare you? And Crystal is just sitting there like just still, She's just still, and she has this little <laughs> smirk on her face. like. And I was like, that's so amazing. Because mm-hmm. just even in her stillness, Sutton is like, how dare you be so still? How dare you? <laughs> and I just, when you see somebody get at somebody that easily, it's wild,
1: wildly entertaining as well. Yes, Crystal's like we did it, Joe. We got under her skin. We did well, it. We accomplished everything but she's we wanted. Like, to. But she's like, I'm not even trying to accomplish this, and I'm accomplished.
2: <laughs> Like Sutton, literally is just. I mean, we dropped this as, a, and then last week's episode, she's like, you know, uh, she's like, I'm so sorry. Uh, it, I'm sorry, my outfit triggered me, and she's like, No, you triggered me. I say, I say, you did. <laughs> and all the ladies, uh, you know, it's it's so it's so perfect because it's so weird. And it's like, those are the things that are real life to me. Is somebody saying something like ugly leather pants or somebody getting
1: under somebody's skin. That's just reality. The mid season trailer. What did you think? I like it. It gave me hope that the season was going to continue to be as great as it's been. Yeah. That was a fantastic trailer. I love that. It was garcel heavy because I think Garcelle has Garcelle's taken on my favorite role on the show because We all know that the quote unquote, what is it, Fox Force Five or whatever they call themselves, they don't talk about each other. So I love the fact that she's the one that's always willing to be like, "Well, you could do this," or you know, she's always in that role where she can like kind of tell them exactly what she needs to say or what everyone in the room is thinking, but for some reason won't say. I kind of this is I kind of love that her and Dorit are into it a lot, and we're seeing like what. Caused yeah. Derick to say that whole inauthentic thing in an interview that caused like the internet to go crazy. So and I mean, really so- hasn't had a lot of a, a storyline this season. Which, by the no. way, by the way. When you have the
2: Chicago Bulls, sometimes you're not going to get the ball. You know, like there's a lot right, of right has to right now. Mm-hmm. Another sports uh, analogy, you guys, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's great. I think it's okay for people. Like when you have this much goodness, it's okay. But in the midseason trailer, we tell Gar- we see Garcelle like go no, no, you know, fuck you with that shit, uh, Doreen, mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, Kyle's face like ah, like and I love when <laughs> their faces get
1: shocked about being you know cussed at. Um, it's always Kyle's face is so shocked that people are cursing. It's like, all right. You well, you did like five seasons with Brandy Glanville. You should be used to this shit right now. We also see Sutton get into it with Kyle a little bit and tells
2: mm-hmm. Kyle that she talks too much just like Dorit, you know, which I <laughs> thought was interesting. And that's another button for Kyle. So you know mm-hmm. that's gonna be good. And then of course we do even get more Erica Jane stuff. Now you have hot takes. What's your hot take on Erica Jane?
1: Ooh, I I I don't know if it's that hot actually. <laughs> mine mine might might go with the crowd, but I feel like if we look back, me and Mani actually talked about this recently. I feel like if we look back and kind of like line up the show with everything that was playing out, like in the headlines and on social media, it seems like her story is constantly changing to fit those headlines. And so it makes you think like, okay, well, we haven't gotten to the the fake. Relationship with the judge or whatever. Yet I think that's
2: tonight. By the way, I think because remember, like, well, because in the preview last week it says, "I always assumed he was with another girl," (laughs) and like the other, so I and they were all like shocked with that, and I'm like, right. I swear to God, they're going to do that. I mean, I don't know if they're going to say the name because I think that would be. But remember, she like I said, this whole name. she posted it on a Friday night, left it up for 45 minutes, showing mm-hmm. flip, phone, flip phone text messages from like 2010 <laughs> and acted like it was some big discovery
1: and right. then took it down. So I think that was purely for a plot line on Beverly Hills for her. Absolutely. I, nothing about this screams authentic to me like you might you might you might have gotten me last week with the whole crying but you mean to tell me that you went out there and you purposely found mascara that was going to run when you're erica jane i've talked to faced, so many ladies this week and oh they told God. me <laughs> that
2: this is in pot in fact i'm i'm got i got mascara i'm gonna try it out on instagram later <laughs> and uh uh just see to see the test but it's like there's I gotta say, like she didn't even wipe away tears. That when I, I by the way, I, now, I, I, I embarrassingly cried uh, like in the last month, and I went immediately to wipe. I mean, I mean, I was like covering my face, like I was mm. hiding everything, and she was just like stood up, like fully looked
1: out, and just tears running down. Mm. And I thought that was just interesting. It, it is. Oh, it, it was almost like it was written in a script. Is what it was. It well, was that's there. What my
2: my thing is like, what if she did like rehearse this with Mikey? You know, like like you know, like just Ooh. like an improv. Like Mikey's like, I'm Kyle and you're Erica <laughs> and okay, so you walk up to me and I'm Kyle and I say, sorry, I can't hug you and I'm wearing a moo moo and you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wearing like a caftan, a Kyle violin. And, right. Um, but I do think there is that element of some of those. Lo- I mean, here's the thing, and we do this because we're so into storytelling we've seen so many shows is that you do think well wow she really is getting a lot of information out there she's getting this is not me and even in the mid-season trailer she's just like uh you know i'm asking you to believe me not some article you read and she's really <laughs> he's really doubling down tripling down but in the mid-season trailer also the ladies are like we deserve to know the truth, you know. It's just, mm-hmm. and the guy PK and Mauricio are like, There's something that doesn't add up, my mate. Uh, <laughs> and it, your you know, Beverly Hills impressions
1: are top tier. It, I the do only, want you to know. It's,
2: <laughs> the only inspir- it's the only show I'm truly inspired by. The Foghorn
1: Leghorn, yeah. My favorite. <laughs> I say, I say, you know, Erica
2: Jane soul from those orphans. I say, I say. Um, and we see Erica Jane, but. This is like she was being really nice to Sutton because Sutton was like buying her shit and stuff, Mm -hmm. I think, and like taking her to like spas. But then we see her at that dinner table, you guys. And she's like, I'm going to fucking kill you if you tell me (laughs) that, you know, and like Sutton's like, I don't I don't care. I don't care. She didn't mean it. And Erica's like, I did mean it. Like she does a voiceover like (laughs) I and I was like, whoa, because she knows Sutton's easy to pick on, too. She right. knows Sutton's, Sutton's gonna like, cry. <laughs> Sutton's the the odd man out so mm-hmm. I think Erica Jane like sets an example with Sutton so the
1: other ladies don't come for her at all potentially. Absolutely because if you I I want to see this play out like with the other ladies I want to see if she's going to go as hard as at like a a Garcelle or a, a Crystal maybe maybe a Garcelle really as opposed to like a sudden, because like sudden, you know, sudden's gonna back down if she gets pushed too hard, or she's gonna cry. Garcelle, I don't really see that happening with her. Kyle, well, Kyle's gonna cry. So <laughs> Kyle usually cries too. I don't know who else she can really try that with. I feel like she had if Garcelle didn't come on like this one trip or whatever, or this one dinner, she would have been good. But I love that well, she's what do you, like. And, and Renna, they did they had two little mm-hmm. bits
2: of Rena just cackling like. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> We literally had two parts, you guys, where Renna
1: is just cackling to the point where they, I think even the editors, like, are annoyed with her cackling. Oh, my God. Like, I literally, I want anything in life to be as funny to me as it is to Lisa Rena. I don't <laughs> I think I've ever laughed that hard in my if life. I,
2: if I ever, like, see, I'll just be like, what's so fucking funny? Right. Tell me. <laughs> tell me I want to know what's so fucking funny. Tell me. What
1: I loved was, it was one dinner. I don't know if it was a dinner with sudden and her daughter or before that, but there was one. No, it was at Sutton's Parisian party and Lisa Renner, like Kathy Hilson said something and Lisa Renner was like clapping and laughing and everything and Kathy was just looking at her like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like what, yes. nothing I said was that funny. Like what is going on? I need <laughs> someone to be that like, that introspective to be like, okay, nothing here is that damn funny. Like we are the, like the blandest group of people. Like we're not that damn funny. This but at the is same time, comedy. I love,
2: uh, I love Harry Hamlin's secret garden. I love <laughs> like, you know, in fact, by the way, I was just like, they will eventually maybe, you know, I was just like in a lifetime movie, that's where Reno would potentially be buried. If like things go <laughs> south. You know, like, or, or me, or I'll be buried back there. I was like, if I, if anything, if you know, to check Renna's house first, if something, if I disappear. Or Scott Disick, somebody, somebody's going to be in that garden. Did you see Scott Disick uh, posted a photo yesterday, you guys with like new diamond bracelets. And one of his bracelets says, fuck off. And I'm like, oh, that's super, that's super tight and cool. when a 40 year old has a fuck
1: off bracelet. (laughs) Like that's so tight, man. That's so dope. with ice blonde hair yeah like that's it. so cool dude
2: so i mean Jeez. how does the lord like he was dressing in three-piece suits when he was in his 20s and now he it's like a reverse benjamin button of fashion where it's like <laughs> ridiculous um so we even get kathy in this mid-season trailer i think she said like well we all have skeletons in our closet which just that my family everybody knew ours and i i think great line by kathy i mean i really do think perfect I mean, we'll see how they stick the landing. Mm-hmm. But even Erica Jane at the end was just like,
1: "Look at my life, look at it," <laughs> and like it's so dramatic, you know? It is. It's so dramatic. I'm I'm looking forward to it though. I'm but the Roni trailer was great too because I think that dropped yesterday. I'm looking yeah, forward yeah, yeah. to both of these second halves of seasons. I think they're both gonna they're both gonna give us what we want. I think Rony viewers are gonna come back in and I think Beverly Hills viewers are gonna they're gonna stay the course because they're really I never thought I'd see the day again where I say Beverly Hills is one of my favorite shows I know. airing right uh, now. See that's why I <laughs> I remember
2: back in the day when they did Puppygate, and I was like, "I'm tired of this shit." Like, yes. and, it, and that's before anybody cared about my Bravo opinions. That's not, like that was I was just tell- <laughs> I was just telling my friends, like I'm my girlfriends. I was like, "I'm tired of this. Like, I don't, I can't, I can't do this any longer. This is so boring." Right. And that's where I feel like the Roney seat is. Did you get into Salt Lake at all? Oh, absolutely.
1: I, I, all Housewives I watch. <laughs> I'll
2: Housewives be interested to see uh, what they. I mean, I
1: think this is a litmus test for the Jen Shaw stuff. Oh, I think Jen Shaw with with the cast that Jen Shaw has around her, I think that's gonna be two times as good as Erica Jane on Beverly Hills. I think when Mary Cosby gets a hold of the fact that Jen Shaw escaped an arrest and like all this kind of stuff plays out. I'm so excited to see it. Like depending on how she is with Heather Gay, she's absolutely gonna talk about it. I think we're gonna and find out. We get we get the day of when she got arrested. They were filming oh that oh my day. god like, I, mean, like, I cannot give that gives <laughs> me chills. I mean that could be historic, you know that's what I'm waiting on. Like that and plus they they're gonna have to like answer some questions because remember at the reunion for season one, they asked her, they're like, what do you do? And like Lisa and the, uh, like Heather jumped in. They're like, Oh, it's so hard to explain. You know, she does this and that. So it's like, you're going to have to like now defend the fact that you were trying to say what this woman does when she runs like a multi allegedly a multi-level MLA, yeah. company. Well, that's, that's
2: why I said it's interesting with pop culture and things like that is that, we just accept things without really asking a lot until it's too late. Like it's like the Britney Spears thing. All of a sudden I was like, well, yeah, I mean, obviously maybe she does need to be in conservatorship for 13 years old. You you just don't, you don't Mm -hmm. question things because you're like, well, I don't think anybody would screw her over. She must really need it, like or or Jen Shaw. Like I didn't necessarily understand what she did, but Mary Cosby seems crazier than her, so I'll pay attention to that. (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: you're, you're,
2: we're distracted very easily, and Mm -hmm. I think like if something doesn't make sense, there's a reason why it doesn't make sense. But just don't. I feel
1: like we're learning to be more questioning of like just don't take somebody's word for it. Right. We. I feel like people are now a little bit more skeptical of stand culture like now you you can really like a housewife but i don't think anyone Wants to stand anymore because like every time we do, it's like oh well shit. yeah yeah it's like all, you know it's like all that Shaw
2: Squad merchandise went to waste right? You know, like who's, <laughs> but I mean I was I was in love with Leah McSweeney the first season and I'm not this season and I went mm. so hard for her. But but also that's the fun of Housewives, I think, is that right? You go back and forth or just like wrestling WWF or WWE and they're like you could have villains turn into heroes and heroes turn into villains mm-hmm. and that ties back to Marvel as well. You know, it's like these are. <laughs> these archetypes and these are why we love these shows so in terms of as, as we wrap up here what so next week you are potentially doing something with your podcast to celebrate the one year anniversary so if yes. we subscribe right now will we will it switch
1: over to whatever you're doing like if we subscribe yes. in this day or are you starting a whole new feed so it'll be a new, it's just going to be a, a rebranding of the same podcast. So it'll be called uh, Reality and Comics 2. And I haven't said that anywhere yet. So much yes. shorter name. Exclusive. Yes. Exclusive. Uh, New podcast cover. Like I went in, like, I have a photographer friend here. I shot a cover. Like I had all my geeky stuff in there. I had the, the peach pillow. Like it was <laughs> it's a lot. Like I, I'm trying to go all out because I really want to rebrand and like let people know I'm talking about. A lot Everything. of crap over here. Yeah. yeah, a lot of stuff. So um, it'll be fun. Yeah, subscribe and come on. What are you looking and, forward to uh,
2: in terms of Marvel and comics? What do, what do we got to look out for? We mm-hmm. just had Black Widow.
1: Loki just finished, mm-hmm. uh, which was excellent. What else do we have on the horizon? Uh, so we've got some more Disney Plus shows coming. I think we have Miss Marvel this year. We've got the Hawkeye show where we're going to get uh, Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. That's going to be great. Uh, we've got She-Hulk coming up, played by Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, who- You uh, got a lot was, of good stuff. Yeah. Oscar Isaac is uh, Moon the, Knight. Moon Knight, That's yeah. going to be so good. So there's a lot of, I am I think I'm looking forward to the- In terms of the, movies, Disney we got Doctor Strange and- uh the, oh, yes.
2: the Madness, Multiverse, the multiverse of Madness. And, we got Spider-Man coming up this year, The Eternals. And uh, Spider-Man, uh, you guys. Spider-Man is supposed to have like all, like Tobey Maguire, potentially, all the Spider-Mans. It's supposed to have a multiverse- mm-hmm. Element to it, which by the way, isn't it amazing that uh the Flash movie, the standalone movie, is having <laughs> 19 is having Michael Keaton reprise his role as Batman. And I tell you, that really did almost make me tear up because there is something so special mm-hmm. in that character with him playing it for me to watch him play a 60-plus-year-old Batman. Is like that's that's as a kid I w- I read Dark Knight Returns which is an older Batman, uh mm-hmm. you know and, and I was just like that's just so exciting you know
1: it's dope I'm I'm looking forward to it. I watch all superhero related stuff anyway but I'm I'm looking forward to it that's gonna be good do you, you know watch the boys do? Oh
2: love the boys you guys okay, I, I, I I
1: they have I recommended the boys many times in fact it got
2: nominated for a lot of Emmys and when mm-hmm. does the third season of that come out because that was effing amazing.
1: I think they're going to announce that it's due out in September. It is so dark, so
2: dark, so funny, so well done. So good.
1: It's on Amazon
2: Prime, you guys, if you want to, but it is dark, but it's so fucking funny. (laughs) Seth Rogen produces it. It's really, really, really good. I highly recommend Mm -hmm. that. It would be amazing if we had a crossover with the Bravo universe, with the Marvel universe. Oh, I would love that. Well, I, have, I, I mean, like- in New York, if Ramona was just walking by a street and, like, you know, <laughs> Spider-Man
1: flew by, uh, he's flinging webs, she's flinging poo, it's great. Right, she, she thought Harlem was scary, where do you go to Gotham? Good God. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be Bat- amazing. Batman's like, shut up, shut up, shut right. up. Who's like, shit on my floor? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Who shit on this Batcave? Um Kendrick this was as good as I thought it would be uh so many people love you and I want to make sure oh. so many more people listen to you. I think you do something very unique and something that not everybody does and we always have to celebrate that. Uh I always tell people whether they listen to me or not even before you listen to this podcast his podcast go rate right it five stars. He does this for free. Yes. Uh he wants to do this but also it just gives him a little bit more of a leg up um it, like it did me. So Go throw your support behind there. I think it's really worth your time and energy and, uh, and your ears. So he'll, uh, hopefully you'll come back on it another time and, and hopefully I can
1: come on yours at a
2: time and, and uh, yes. I'm glad we, we finally ripped the Band-Aid off.
1: Yes, I'm excited. I don't think Kaya was gonna leave you alone until Kea, I came right here. Kea, Kea did. with it. By texted.
2: But Kaya is uh one of the uh founders of Bravo while black, and she's mm-hmm. an amazing woman, but she's also uh one of the the horniest women online. <laughs> she's always she's like, You got you you watch that Netflix uh sex life or that, what was it, the three we did a whole clubhouse room the about this. Yeah, too. she's just she she's just she'll be like, I watched it three times, and I'm like, God, yeah. Kea, God. Uh, She's a really, really funny, amazing woman. So uh, thank you for all of your time with us today. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you very soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hi, everyone.
0: (laughs) Bye.